Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Legends Lounge. I'm True Withers. And with me today, we have former Charlotte Hornet, former Phoenix Sun, and fellow former Kentucky Wildcat. We have got Rex Chapman in the lounge. Rex, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, Trill. This is awesome. The of lounge, course, huh? The lounge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, we'd like to bring some of our legends in, just, uh, you know, kick back a little bit. And we thought, who better than uh, <laughs> Mr. Twitter, Rex yeah. Chapman? So crazy. So crazy. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to that. But I, I do like to ask, we'll jump right in. What was your welcome to the NBA moment? It could be on the court, like you looked up and saw your guard and somebody. It could be off the court. Something was like, oh, I, I didn't have to do that in college. What was your welcome to the NBA moment? Man, you know, I, I think it's so many. But I, I think really the first time uh, I, was, I was playing in Charlotte, I was a rookie. And we had already played a handful of games. But then we played the Showtime Lakers. Okay. And and I was I was the youngest player in the league that year. I was uh, nineteen, turning twenty. And Kareem Kareem was it was his last year. He was forty one. And he, <laughs> okay. he and my dad played against Kareem in the old ABA. Wow. So that's kind of weird. But so I'm standing around for the jump ball, and I look, you know, and I mean it's Magic and Byron Scott <laughs> oh, and yeah. James Worthy and. Uh, I, Kareem and I just for just for a split second just was like what am I doing out here with right. these guys you know yeah I was just watching them in high school a couple years ago uh you know it was just every now and then I would catch myself you know just having that 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 thought that yeah. you know because everyone was so much older than I was initially you know because guys weren't really coming out of college early right yeah so well, so what was that like for you? Because I knew you did two years at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I went went to college and I never had any. And I, I didn't. The first NBA game I saw, I played in. We didn't have really. Yeah, we didn't have you know in Kentucky. We didn't have NBA basketball. The closest was Indianapolis. Uh, but you know, my my father coached basketball, so we didn't really have time to go. Right. You know, do NBA type stuff. So I just wanted to get a scholarship uh, mm-hmm. to get my education paid for. That was it. And then after a couple of years at Kentucky, we were definitely going on probation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so I left school and th- it was, it was w- athletically. I was, I was fine. I was ready for that part of it, but you know, socially and right. I was really immature and, you know, I didn't drink. I, I didn't do, you know. You're and, 19. You couldn't. Yeah. I know. Well, but, I, you know, all shit. I was coming from college where all my <laughs> yeah, friends. You know, wink, wink. You were 19. Right, yeah. Right. But, you know, so it was I had to. Fortunately, I didn't, you know, drink and, and, and drug and all that stuff at, at that point because there was a lot of downtime, you know, just yeah. go to practice for a couple hours and then 
you know, my teammates were Steph uh, Del Curry and Muggsy mm-hmm. Bogues and, mm-hmm. and, and those guys were already married and Stephen right. was family, born. Yeah. Muggsy had a kid. They, right. so when we were home, they were with their families right. I, and I didn't know anybody in Charlotte. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself and, uh, say, how, yeah, my, how did you kill that time? Like, would you, my, they, those two dudes, Muggsy and Dell, they, and you know, their wives, they just really took me under their wing. And, and, you know, if they were going out to eat, I would tag along. So that mm. they really kind of became like family to me. Uh, and they really did help raise me. I couldn't do, I didn't know how to do laundry. Sonia <laughs> Curry was, she came down one day and, uh, she was gonna show me how to do my laundry or do my laundry. And, Either or, yeah. Yeah, and she walked in and she just started cracking up because I'd gone and bought like we had a road trip and I mm. instead I just I just gone and bought like thirty pair of underwear, you know. Sure. Just, yeah. And I was just wearing one, wearing new one, and yeah, <laughs> just ripping through them. Yeah, yeah, just going through it. Probably throw them away at the end, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> like a just an idiot. But they they really took good care of me though those first few years. Mm. So what I mean, like if it wasn't dinner, like how was how was Charlotte, you know, as a as a basketball city, like you know, fan wise to live in as a player? Like, how was Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 was great. You know, the we weren't very good. You know, we won mm-hmm. I think nineteen games our first year, twenty one games the next year, maybe twenty three the following, something like that. Mm-hmm. But we but we led the league in attendance every year. This you know, mm-hmm. the Carolinas were kind of funny because. Yeah, especially in college, you got Duke and Carolina, uh, North NC Carolina, State, South Carolina, Wake NC State, State Wake, yeah. all of those schools down there, and they all, you know, vibe. They all have different fan bases. Mm-hmm. But when the Hornets came to town, all of those groups came together all united. and really, yeah, they became Hornets fans, and it was it was electric. You know, it, yeah. it was it was really, you know, we weren't very good, and we kind of got. We we had a parade after the first year. We won nineteen games. Okay, reason to celebrate. But but for us, it was kind of embarrassing. You know, (laughs) we were on the trucks waving to fans. I mean, they lined the streets. It was crazy. It was you know all love, but you know that's what it was like. It feels a little yeah. I'd say to be celebrating yeah nineteen and sixty some odd season. So I get uh, when did you start to feel like you belong? Like what was your like, okay, like I'm I'm comfortable, I belong. And again, that could be on court or off court. When did you feel comfortable? It, it wasn't until uh probably you know, 25, 30 games into my rookie year. I, I you know, I had a lot to learn. I didn't even know how to do a uh I didn't know how to shot fake my whole <laughs> life. My whole life I had just gone up and shot. If it gets this far, it's going up, yeah get to my spot and I'm just going to get to my peak and shoot it. And so, you know, guys are flying at me, you know, a little longer, but I was still, I'm just raising up and shooting Mm -hmm. them. And finally my coaches, Dell had to just work with me to, (laughs) I, I was, if I faked, it was an accident. If I brought it back down, if I shot, so I had to learn, it was a mistake. So I had to do a lot of footwork stuff with Dell and to learn how to be a, a shooter. I think I shot, Maybe I may have shot thirty percent my rookie year from three. It was mm-hmm. that was brutal. But about twenty five games in, I, I started getting some confidence. I remember we played at Atlanta and Reggie Theus. I tracked Reggie Theus down on a break and just beat it into like the fifth row. And you know, I've been <laughs> I've been watching Reggie forever, so that gave me confidence. And then yeah. a couple games later, we were at the Garden in Boston, and um, 
I, it was the first game that I remember kind of getting lost in that made me think, Oh, this like feels like college. Yeah, yeah. This feels like I got lost in the game and I was, you know, I was learning how to play on both ends and learning right. the pace of the NBA game and where, you know, sets were coming from at first, you know, I mm -hmm. just completely lost out there. And these were guys again, you know, there weren't guys. I was the youngest player by a couple right. of years. Uh, so all those three, guys, four years. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they were grown men and, you know, just, they, they had had four years of reps in college, right. uh, in addition to the pro reps they'd already right. had. So I was really playing catch up. Hmm. How long do you think it, it uh, took like your body to catch up? Um, what do you mean? Like, just um, like, like to the point where it's like, okay, they were growing me. At what point oh, did you feel I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like you yeah. could box out, you could, you know, throw a shoulder yeah. into somebody too. Yeah. Um, probably, probably third, third year, two or two or three years in, you know, I, okay. I, when I, when I came in, I was still, you know, when I got to college, I was 165. And so <laughs> I left college at uh, maybe, 178 mm. and so it 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 probably took i remember just getting pushed around my my first year just pushed around and then you know i started maturing some more and and that second year i felt way better but mm. around the third year i i felt like okay i i've got the hang of this right so we, yeah. i mean we, i was never going to push guys around that just right. wasn't going to be my game but i had to be as I learned after a while and, you know, initially when you come in, it's like, I got to get bigger. I need to get bigger. And so you try mm -hmm. that. I realized though, that that's not your, game. I, I had to be quicker and right. the lighter I was, I had to be strong, but the lighter I was, was going to be better for me. Mm -hmm. So who's the first person you remember like in a game, like just like throwing you around. You're like, I, I cannot believe how strong or how big this person is. Ricky Pierce. Okay. <laughs> Why Ricky? Okay, so he was a guard, so you were probably guarding each other? My rookie year, I had no idea who Ricky Pierce was. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were in Milwaukee, and he he was either sixth man of the year that year or j had just been, mm -hmm. you know. But I didn't. Ricky played, I think, at, like at Baylor. But mm -hmm. I didn't. I, would, I didn't know him. Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with him at all. And uh, we're, we're playing. They're beating us. They, got, they have a good team. Mm -hmm. And uh, he checked in the game and went to the post, turned around, shot fake. I jumped and won. <laughs> he goes to the free throw line. Come back down, catches mid post, squares up, jumper. Money. Back down, money. Next time down, posts up again, gives me an array of moves. Shot fake. I jump, banked it in. <laughs> and we're going running back down to the the other end and he yells over at our bench somebody better get this white motherfucker off of me right now <laughs> and 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 i and, I, and i'm thinking yes they do yes right. they need to get please please like yeah. off of him listen to this man <laughs> uh, yeah. but uh uh, no, nah, you know, I, those were learning experiences, yeah. man. And, and the, I, I, I took a, I took a healthy dose of, dose of those early on from God, you know, I'm, I played at Kentucky. I was, you know, the guy that everybody's going to take their shot. I and say, I, you loved, had the I loved it. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I mean, shit, everybody has rough days at the office and right. you know, 
especially as a young player. And it, it is, it's humbling. And mm. there are times you leave a game as a, as, I mean, confidence is just such a beautiful thing and it can come and go. You know, just we like see, it. we see Steph Curry go, you know, three games and he goes, you know, three for 26 from three. And you're going, what right. can come and go like that? So, um, just gaining confidence though from those experiences you know is what what makes you you can either wilt or try to fight on through it and mm -hmm. I, I i'm thankful for all, i mean rolando guys like rolando blackman joe dumars those guys really do when i think back our teams weren't our team wasn't very good mm -hmm. and those guys were such nice pros to me uh because really? you know because well you know, those, those guys were playing in the playoffs. They were going deep in the playoffs mm -hmm. every year. And we, we really didn't. So if the game was over out there in the third quarter, essentially, right. and I'm guarding Joe over in the corner and the play is not for him, he, he'll mm -hmm. be like, all right, trail me on this, trail me on. Knowing I'm going to watch film the next day. Right. Was, these guys were really trying to help me. Okay, curl, curl here. You know, now right. if they weren't saying anything, I was like, Shit, right. place coming for them you know <laughs> right. right look alive yeah right but uh, uh, so many of those guys really really did help me and you know they were they were much older i wasn't any kind of threat to them really they they right. were just you know really trying to help me succeed i was gonna say why you think they like why you why they take you under the i don't know you mentioned a couple of guys yeah non-hornets guys like non-charlotte yeah. area guys non-contention yeah. like why I why you i don't really know i, I really don't you know mm. i it was weird because, you know, most of the all-stars, they kind of know each other. Right. I was always invited to to those summer all-star games. So I got mm -hmm. to know a lot of those guys, you know, in the magic games and mm -hmm. all the celebrity type stuff. So I kind of knew those guys. And I think, you know, we just had developed, you know, kind of friendships away from the yeah. court. Yeah, yeah. But they all, everybody really, I mean, I, I, there were guys I hated playing. I hated playing against Mitch Richmond. You know, I hated, and we were contemporary, same draft. Um, but after a while, I realized he hated playing against me because I was going to run his ass all over the place. He was going to play. Why did you, why'd you hate play? Why Mitch? Like, what about his game? Because the Rock, man, he was so yeah. he well, and he could post up. You know, he he was six four, six dribble, five, yeah. shoot, just and and he was you know got after you defensively. Uh, but he was all business. And the other thing about Mitch, especially a guy like Mitch is, you know, when he catches it, it's on, he's got a blue light to shoot it. You know, it's not green, it's blue. It's and so he, yeah. And those are nightmare, you know, matchups when you, when you come across those guys. Right. Now you mentioned something like the summer all-star games, like who, I guess like who was hosting these and also like who, how did well, you get involved? Like, who did you know? How, who was your in? Uh, Magic, Magic, I guess. You know, Magic had those mm -hmm. midsummer night games in like for, yeah. L.A. And, you know, I, oh, and, you know, I was a dunker, of course. They wanted me to dunk, dunk and do sure. all that stuff. But um, so, you know, and those were, I mean, everybody played in from Michael to uh, Patrick to, I mean, everybody. So I was playing in those. Also, I was a Converse guy. Magic mm -hmm. and I had done a couple commercials together gotcha. my first or second year so yeah that's probably it mm. so how like what do you what do you remember just about being at those games like not even basketball wise what do you remember just being around those guys being invited just being in that atmosphere i, I remember 
just desperately wanting to be a better player, you know, really that we'd go out on the floor and, you know, it was an all-star game and we weren't really, uh, you know, after. nobody's really playing hard. It's just kind of an right. exhibition, but you know, I was such a young player too. And I just, I, I could get hot. I could get hot and, or I, and I could score no problem, mm-hmm. but I just shooting consistently. It was tough for me uh, it, from, you know, especially just spot ups. I had never had an open shot in my life. So I was really learning and I'm different go, going to those things though. I, I really wanted to be an all-star man. And I wanted to, I wanted to earn that respect from not only the co- players, but the coaches. And yeah. um, so those, those games really did fuel me to, to work, you know, continue to work because look, playing the two spot in that, era was no joke michael was yeah. gonna be an all-star in the east every year joe dumars reggie, say, miller. Uh, reggie miller you know yeah. once reggie started you know and reggie was a year ahead of me this, this was you know it was a league glenn rice i mean stacked so right. but it, it, it helped fuel me hmm. so i'm curious what did the what did those all-star games look like after the game was over because again like it's all-star game is playboy match I was going to say, it's off-season, yeah, so everybody is, so everybody just head over there? Yep, just, yep. <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, no, go over there. Not with, bad. Like some Bible out. study or what? What, 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 yeah. what, yeah, what would go on there? <laughs> what wouldn't go on there? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I, uh, you know, I've, I, I do remember, I don't know if you know this, um, I was in Charlotte and this would have been after, you know, when magic announced he had HIV mm-hmm. and, uh, man, it just crushed me. Um, and I remember he said he was going to start a, um, a foundation and I was the first person to donate to his, uh, mm-hmm. charity. I, he wrote about it in a book recently and I had forgotten about it, but <laughs> I, I, I think that's pretty cool. He's a, uh, he's, he's an amazing dude. Uh, you know, I obviously grew up idolizing him. You know, I was you know, middle school, high school. He was at Michigan state. Come on. Right. I mean that, so he's had such a profound impact on many people, but he's always been especially good to me, you know, even, you know, these past few years, you know, and I had some struggles and, mm-hmm. and he, he always reached out to check in. And, and I, I think the world of that guy. Yeah, no, that's that's love. I, I, like the thing we hear, like the NBA, you know, is a brotherhood. So for you to hear the or say these things about, you know, Dale Curry and Muggsy, uh, who we've talked oh, yeah. to here about all these guys. Like who were I guess who were some of the other, I guess, teammates that stick out? Man, well, you know, uh Jason Kidd, man, who just mm-hmm. got a job with the mm-hmm. Mavs, uh Stevie Nash. Um, you know, Stevie Nash. My son, my oldest, he was, he's 28 and he played at Ball State, played in high school. And, um, but when Steve was a rookie in Phoenix, mm-hmm. I signed with the Suns. So mm-hmm. was, was there with Steve. It was, we had a, we had a nice squad. I'll say Jason and, Kidd was still there as well, wasn't he? Wasn't and Jason KJ. still in? And and wow. KJ. So Steve did, Steve really didn't play much his first two years, but my son at the time was like three years old. So they became big buddies and right. my son would travel with us on the road. Sometimes Danny Ainge would let us take our kids as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> and so sometimes my son would, he, he'd be over on the bench and Steve would just watch him during the game. 
And, but fast forward last summer, Steve hired my son to go with him up to Brooklyn and be in the video room. How cool is oh, that? Wow. Yeah. Now that's, that's love, man. That guy, what, three, four years old up to. Yeah. I mean, you know, and my son went all through high school. Steve was back in the Valley playing at Phoenix and killing it, winning MVPs, but he was always, you know, he followed Zeke in high school. He'd come to game here and there. And, uh, so all love, but Jay, those guys, Danny Manning, hmm. uh, we were teammates. We were teammates on team USA in college. And then we got to be teammates again in, in the pros. I mean, so many guys, Cliff Robinson, who passed away recently. Yeah, RP Uncle Cliff. Uh, just a great teammate. One of my favorite teammates of all time, Cliff Robinson. Hmm. So many guys. So did you ever, like back then, did you ever think like Kid or Nash or any of these guys, like did you see future head coach or like front uh, office work or whatever, you know, did you see like that line of work for them? You know what? What's kind of interesting about that is Jason, and and he you knew he, he always knew the game like a coach, right? But you know, Jay was real uh, when he was young. He, he late for meetings and stuff like that. And so when I see him, you know, getting a job now, I'm, I'm like, oh, he, <laughs> you know, so, it up, yeah. right? But no, I'm really excited for Jason. You know, he got right. He you know he got a couple jobs right away, mm-hmm. right out of playing, and they were kind of. You know, it was kind of a mixed bag, Mm. Uh, had some success, but went and sat on the bench as an assistant for two years. And if you'd have told me 30 years ago that Jay would have ever gone and done that, I'd have said no way. So I think he's been humbled. I think these last couple of years, you know, he got another title Um, going back to to uh, Dallas. I think it's terrific. Steve. Steve surprised me a little bit. I, okay, I thought, wow. that, well, I, I, of course, he's one of the, he's really one of the best. You know, you saw how he played, you mm-hmm. know, always talking to people, always dapping his guys up. Always, positive, in positive, yeah. always, you know, and that, you know, he played on that team. If you think about it with Amari, mm-hmm. Joe Johnson, John Mary, uh, and all those guys had, they had to be spoon fed kind of mm-hmm. Joe could get his own, but Sean, you had to, and Steve right. now had a running count in his mind of who needed what sugar and when, you know, right. Oh, that hadn't got a touch. I better go here. Oh, matrix. I, and mm-hmm. that's just next level type stuff. And that's what I see him doing with the nets. Right. I didn't, I didn't know if Steve wanted to coach. Uh, and I just think this is kind of a unique situation. And he, he took it. He took a uh, stab at it. I, I think he's going to be successful. They never had their whole team together all year long. Right. Um, that that's what a and COVID all of it. What a crazy year. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I I think both those guys are going to kill it. Mm-hmm. I like to uh, go back just a little bit. We talked some about you know like high school. You were mm-hmm. McDonald's All American, college, you know all conference and all this. Mm-hmm. When did you first realize? that you were like big man on campus, <laughs> even in high school. Like when, what was your first uh, like, like, Oh wow. Like, you know, it was, it, it really, I, I was, uh, my freshman year in high school, I had stopped. I, I had played all the other sports up until then. And I loved football and I loved baseball and I really loved swimming. And, uh, but I stopped and I was only about five, seven and five, eight, <laughs> 
and uh, told my dad, you know, I'm just going to play basketball. And he's like, are you sure? You know, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I love it, you know. And so I played my whole freshman year of high school. I played on the varsity team. I, I didn't start a game, not a single game, but I played mm -hmm. every game of freshman ball, every game of JV ball, and every game of high school ball that year. So probably mm -hmm. 90 games. Right. Um, yeah, where I had two of my, and they're two of my closest friends this day, my boys, Jeff Sanford and Greg Bond. Mm -hmm. They were freshmen with me, and they, start, they didn't play freshman or JV. They started on the varsity four years of college, four years of high school, every game. Wow. And so that motivated me too. And when just as luck would have it, uh, over the summer, I grew about six inches and <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll help. Yeah. And, and you know, my back was all messed up my knees, but once I started kind of growing into my body, mm. uh, and, um, uh, well, it was, it was that, so I think I averaged about 20 points a game my sophomore year. On, on, on the varsity and you know i, I had to kind of play hard to do that <laughs> uh but it wasn't as easy as it a, used to be uh, but coming yeah. back as a junior everything was like child's play it it really was and, right. except at my hometown my crosstown rivals were my that was my aau team and essentially mm. uh all black sports school mm. Mm. and so we were we were a bitch in the summer together. I played with those guys. And then, uh, but then we had to play against those guys. And we right, had school battles, time. battles, battles. I mean, packed house, 5,500 people. Um, it was like the Lakers and the Celtics were playing. It, they were. I was like, in Kentucky, it pretty much is. Basketball. And, or, uh, and, but those games, those guys, I knew that my guys on that other team that I played with in the summer, mm. I knew those guys were every bit as good as the guys I was going and playing against at five star. Really? So they just weren't getting invited, you know? Right. And so when I left, when I left Owensboro and uh, where I'm from mm. and went and played in the McDonald's game or anywhere else, I felt fully prepared because my guys got after it. You know, even the guys on my team, my, my point guard played for my dad in college. Uh, he went on and played for my – he was a really good player. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I guess around that time. And then in college, we had played – well, I, we played at Indiana, one mm -hmm. of our first games. You know, I don't know, three or four or five games into my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Played at Indiana. And they had Steve Alford and Keith Smart – and Dean Garrett, and they actually won it all that year. Mm. Um, but we played them, and I'd been watching. Steve was a senior. I was a freshman, and I'd been watching him, you know, play because I lived close. Right. I mean, Bloomington's not that far from where I'm from, Owensboro. Mm. I've been watching him for three years, just killing it, you know. And uh, I've told Steve this, too, so I'm not <laughs> taking a shot at him. But um, w when I played against him, because I, I, think, I think we both had, like, 27 or 28 in the game overtime they beat us and i just remember after that game thinking and you know they're talking about steve being a first round pick and if right. he's a pro then maybe i can be a pro right i, I just hung with him i'm that, at least that's doing what, that's kind of what i thought also i you know i i was really skinny and i knew i had a lot of work to do but that gave me confidence and you know, every, just like every step, you know how it is. Every right. little step you make, you, 
get a little at, bit more. At the time, bit. you're not real really thinking about it, but you know, uh, it, yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun to go through it, and mm. yeah. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> okay. So, what, what was your big man on campus moment off the court, like non basketball related at Kentucky? Where did you realize, like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm that guy? I get, I, you know. I didn't have a real normal uh, college experience. And because of this, um, all of my, you know, my teammates, they're in college, like to have a drink, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my best friends from high school, a couple of them moved up and moved into Wildcat Lodge where I was living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and they went out and they party. They were in fraternity. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because again, I didn't drink. Um, but I still love to go out with them and watch them right. act a fool, you know, and, and <laughs> right. just, and just talk be to around girls. the guy. Yeah. And talk to girls, mm -hmm. you know, and they wanted to go to this. It was, it's a place and it's here in town. It's called two keys tavern. It's a famous, mm -hmm. uh, college hangout. Um, uh, I'm sure, you know, two keys. Oh yeah. And so, uh, we, we, I, we go up in there and I'm walking up in there behind, you know, James Blackman and Ed Davender and my roommate, Reggie Hansen, who's underage like I am. And they're letting all these guys in. And I got to the door and they said, Rex, you can't come in. I said, what? They said, me? Look, yeah. if, you, if you come in here, somebody's going to call the police. Everyone knows how old you are and we're going to get shut down. And I just remember being like, you got to be kidding me, man. Right. And then it was really that way at every place. So really? I ended up. Yeah. And I ended up just getting, now I could go to the late night places. They would let me in, you know, mm. the marks on me or whatever the hell else is, you know, whatever spot is open late night, I could get into those, but you know, they didn't open till one right. or something yeah. like that. So what I ended up doing was I just really, um, I got a key of my own to Memorial Coliseum and I would go, I, I would just go, if they were going to go out and I didn't have anything to do, I'd just go over and shoot. And work on the gym. Yeah, I get some work in. That that's all. And so, but I, I was I was focused on really doing my work. And if I mean basketball wise, I right. found myself sitting in class sometimes, just kind of being pissed off because, well, because hey, you know, we had limits on how much we could practice. Right. And now and I'm sitting there, and I remember at my sophomore year when I started thinking about maybe you know playing in the NBA. I remember sitting in class, just some. Ge geography class and sitting there and thinking Lando Blackman's getting up shots right now just eating at me right you know uh, all the pros there Joe working, Dumars right is now. getting some work in right now in geography class yep. yeah. I'm in communications so, class yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it definitely so how I guess how was you said you had like a I guess non-traditional like in what other ways was I guess your 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 college Right, not traditional. Uh, well, you know, I had some. I had, uh, okay, when I was thirteen or fourteen, again playing on my uh, my AAU team, you know, mm -hmm. with it, and which in in Owensboro, it's kind of the I don't I don't know. There's a um, it's kind of the projects, I guess, and mm -hmm. I. I spent most of my summers down there because that's my AAU team. And right. I had friends, I had friends on fifth street where we would mm -hmm. go play 
And, um, well, I'd never had a girlfriend, not, you know, I was just, and, and one of my good friends, his name is Mark Higgs, his sister, Sean Higgs, Mark played at Kentucky, played football, and then went on played in the NFL. And well, his sister was my grade. We just ended up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, people didn't dig that, man. And, and I had no idea. I had no idea that right, with, people with her did, being black and you being, I had no clue. And it, it, it crushed me. Uh. It just crushed me. And so, I mean, we, we, but we remained boyfriend and girlfriend, but just sort of sneaking around yeah. and, and which was bullshit. But, um, when I got to school, people didn't like that either. And she came to school and, you know, and she, she had won the state hundred two years in a row in high school can't fly. And just came to school and didn't want to do anything. So, you know, but it wasn't long before, you know, I had higher ups asking me to uh, either refrain from from dating uh, her or or hide. And then wow. so that was painful. Yeah. Pain, pain, painful for me, of course, but mean is mean to her mean right. i mean i so that part of it was really a struggle um it's mean to think about now i can't imagine that you know 17 18 whatever age you are you know at that yeah. at that time yeah so, yeah and so yeah so that part of it was was frustrating and mm. you know uh yeah was it only like higher up like how did the i guess like teammates or Everybody, students, did everybody like? Did you get looks, or was it only higher ups, or? Uh, it was, you know, it, it was, uh, it was easy to tell who who didn't have a who didn't have a, a favorable view of it. It was easy to right. tell after a while, right? And but it was, you know, again, I came to school to play basketball for you guys, and I. I'm excelling at it mm-hmm. in every way. And I'm at, you're, you're asking me to make A's. I'm doing that. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to put my work in every day, mm-hmm. but it really hurt my feelings that, that they also wanted to have an in, have input on who I can date. Right. And that felt over the line. Mm-hmm. I resented it. Oh, definitely. You yeah. mentioned the, uh, you know, like the sanctions were were on their way. I guess what was your de- what was your deciding factor? To go- like, was it that? Was it the you know who you uh, can and can hang out with? Was it you were just tired, ready was, to go? It was, like, a, it was a combination. Yeah. But you know, um, I loved playing at Kentucky. The fan the fans were great. You know, it's my home state. Um, Eddie, my coach, Eddie Sutton, he mm-hmm. just passed away. Uh, rest R. in R. peace. Yep, and he just made the Hall of Fame, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He was complicated, and he had a drinking problem when I was in school. He he was a he was an alcoholic, and mm-hmm. none of us knew it. Uh, we found out, you know, essentially at the same time, all together, my freshman year. And so he he really I, he didn't he was there when I, as a, my freshman year. But it's almost like you know you know how when you have a substitute teacher. And if that te- if that sub doesn't lay the law down right away, you're just going to walk all over the substitute teacher. Yep. He was like having a substitute teacher the first year, 
and, mm-hmm. and we just kind of ran, you know, and right. he, he went and he went and got sober over the summer. He went to Betty Ford and mm-hmm. got sober and he came back and he was fantastic. But it was like, you know, he had let us run wild and now he was trying to rein us in. Yeah, to tighten and, up. Yeah. And, and none of us understood alcoholism. None of us understood that he didn't want to be doing that. You know, right. he had a problem, man. The pressure of the program. But we we resented him. And we were really good. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe we didn't win the whole thing my sophomore year. We 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 were really good. Um but yeah, it, that that part of it was difficult. Um, and, and my point being, by the end of my sophomore year, he and I weren't even really speaking to one another. And I, on the court, I always, but yeah. off the court, I, and and it was when I think back, you know, oh man, I would have hated me. You know, I I wasn't. I was. I said I've said it before. If my dad had seen like my body language and stuff like that mm-hmm. he'd have kicked me off the team yeah. you know <laughs> I, I didn't I, I didn't even hide my disdain sometimes so that's on it's completely on me was um, it a dis- like for like the game was dis- or what's going on or for everything for everything i felt yeah. like yeah yeah i, I kind of felt like look you knew when i came to when you recruited me that this was my situation uh that i this is my girlfriend right you can't pull the okie doke on me now that i'm here right. that's and that's how i felt yeah that, i mean i that, that that's more than fair i feel like a lot of people you know a lot of athletes have talked about somewhat like that complicated relationship with some of the either the higher ups the coaches or whatever but at the same time like you said you you love the fans you love the I state wanna, you said you I love i want to say this yeah and i do want to uh, clarify I don't, I don't think it was Eddie. Right. I think someone was telling him, I know someone. Some over his head. Yes. Yeah. And there were a couple times that I had meetings with people over his head mm-hmm. while he was there. So, right. it, 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 I, yeah. So, again, I, I love Eddie. And in no, in no way did I, and I don't think any of our players, we ever thought he was racist or anything mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't like that. what i just needed was an ally (laughs) i needed a grown-up ally to be like are you guys crazy let him do who cares let him do yeah yeah i needed one i needed one Mm. and 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 dwayne casey's on the staff and dwayne was is was my ally but again he was a young black uh 25 year old assistant coach third assistant so he didn't have a whole lot of pool. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. coach of the year. Dwayne Casey right. that we no, know now. He was yeah. Young guy grinding, hoping to have a job from year to year. Mm. So, I mean, that's my guy. I love him. He's Western Kentucky. He, I prop, I wouldn't have gone to Kentucky if it, if it weren't for Dwayne, because he yeah. had, yeah, Leonard, I was going to go to Louisville. They had started recruiting Yuck. me, <laughs> started recruiting me first. And Daryl Griffiths, right. my all time hero. So uh, I was going to Louisville and then Joe B resigned and uh, Leonard Hamilton started recruiting me or he had been recruiting me, but I was already committed. And then Leonard left when Joe B resigned, they hired Eddie, Uh asked if I would come for a visit and then told me that 
because Dwayne was at Western Kentucky. Dwayne Casey was at, and he'd been recruiting me. My dad went to Western and I visited Western and kind of went through the process with Western. Mm. But Dwayne, I loved Dwayne. I mean, right. he'd, I'd known him since I was 10. I'd been going to Western's camp every year. So mm. Dwayne was my guy. Kentucky hired Dwayne. And then uh, my, they asked if my guy, they were like, because Reggie Hansen was my boy from Pulaski County. And I thought Reggie was great. And uh, they was like, you, you know, if, what, what about if we sign Reggie? Would you? I'd be like, what? Right, okay. yeah, I'd like that. You know, yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's really how it went down. But I was not, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have a, I wasn't going to play. I love Joe B, but I wasn't going to play at that time. Hmm. Kentucky just walked it up the floor and right. threw it inside, and I wanted to get up and down. I the say, floor. Yeah, that wasn't your style at all. So yeah, and then Eddie Sutton, though his style at Oklahoma State or at, at Arkansas was that he had Sidney Moncrief, mm -hmm. uh, Alvin Robertson, uh, um, Daryl Walker. Fly, yeah, fly. I mean, they guard you and get out, and I needed that. And, mm -hmm. I think if I hadn't had two years of Eddie's defense and defensive philosophy and learning how to sit down and all of that, that I, there's a good chance I could have flamed right out in the NBA, but having that, having those two years, cause we got after people and you know, you had to learn how to play. You had to play defense for Eddie or you weren't going to play. Um, but we got after it and I'm, I'm, I'm forever appreciative to him as a basketball coach. Mm, we won't, uh, won't take too much more of your time, but you, you do have, you got your son shirt on. Suns are they're in the conference finals now. I want to know how is Phoenix? I feel like I hear mixed reviews on Phoenix as a like I feel like the city and fans are fine. I know it's been issues about like the ownership spending the money that it takes to keep the team competitive. But what do you remember about just Phoenix as a whole? Man, Phoenix, my, my daughters still live out there. I'm, I'm going back out. I'll be back out since uh, they lost last night. I'll go back out uh, for game five mm -hmm. on Monday, I think. But, um, Man, when I when I first came into the NBA, the Suns had the seventh pick, and I had gone out there to work out or not really work out this interview, okay. and I, I I'd never really even been out west at all, and I landed. It was like a hundred and ten at oh, one a.m. Yeah. in the morning, <laughs> and uh, um, but there was something about it I loved. And then every time I came to play, they they didn't take me out, and then I went eight to Charlotte. But every time I went out there. Um, I was like, man, this would be paradise. Cause also they were really starting to get good. You know, this man. was in the early nineties and man, by the time they had that team that went to the finals, mm -hmm. you know, Harley and, 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 and yeah. yeah, KJ, that that's a, that's a top five NBA destination at the time it was, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you talk about Miami and New York, but Phoenix right there i mean it's paradise it, it and if there's a new you know there's the diamondbacks there now the cardinals mm -hmm. are there mm -hmm. but but the suns it's like the valley's baby the, right. the, you know that's their baby and all they really want they just want a team they want a team that they they feel like can you know win half their games and make it into the playoffs and when right. you exceed that especially right <laughs> now for real after, yeah they're on cloud nine after not being in for so long, I'm, I couldn't be prouder, really. Uh, Robert uh, has taken his lumps as an owner. Um, 
But think back, Mark Cuban took his own, his lumps as an owner and it, it Michael's taken his lumps as an owner. And this thing kind of comes in waves. James Jones hiring James. That was just a beautiful move. Mm -hmm. That, that dude's Bringing so Monty smart. Williams there. And he brought in Monty. Cause if you didn't hire Monty, chances are Monty would have been coaching the Lakers right now. If yeah, they, you know, or, if they or had, one of your competitors, he definitely right. been, yeah. And he came, he came right in. And, and the thing that I like watching with the Suns, uh, well, Jay Crowder too. Uh, mm -hmm. Jay, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder's dad is Corey Crowder. And mm -hmm. Corey Crowder played for my father at Kentucky Westland in Owensboro and really? uh, was, a, was the uh, Division II player of the year. And one, uh, maybe twice, and then one. I mean, built like Mitch Richmond, six four, <laughs> six five. Played a year in in Utah and played overseas mm -hmm. forever. But um, I didn't. I think I knew he was a professional player. I didn't know he played for yeah. your father though. I never yeah. knew it. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he he was really young. I was asking my dad about it just the other day. I said, "How'd you get Corey?" And he said, <laughs> oh. he said he was from a little place in Georgia, and that really." Yeah, and nobody was really recruiting him and said he sent an assistant down there to watch him play, came back and said, we got to get this guy, showed him some tape, and they got Corey, and it, just one of the nicest, kindest guys ever. So it's fun mm -hmm. to see you know, Jay having so much success. But, you know, they put this team together, and I try to be – I'm pretty biased, but I'm looking at the what's left out there, uh -huh. and as constructed, if – if the Suns are healthy with Chris, mm -hmm. I feel like they're the most complete team left. Um, I mean, they got shooters. They got the best point guard. They may have the best two guard. Um, and he DA has been playing coming along. That should scare everybody in the NBA because yeah. the last couple games I've been sitting courtside and mm -hmm. he's got a bounce about him now. He's become a great teammate. He's become something that I didn't know if he would become. He's become conscientious every possession. Knows the time mm. and score. Time and score. He doesn't take any plays off. Right. The, jo the job that Mark Bryant and Monty and those guys have done with him, uh, I can't say enough. I'm, I'm excited. you know. And, of course, uh, I hate it that – I hate it that Kawhi's not playing. I do. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. – he's just he's a he's a difference maker i mean yeah, hell he, he's he's top two or three player in the world um mm -hmm. so I, I just hate that he's hurt yeah well I, I will say this you talked about uh phoenix being a top five destination Kawhi can be a free agent after the year Ooh. we're not we're not we're not connecting any dots here we're just <laughs> we're, we're just we're just putting out uh Wow. We're, we're just putting out the information. There we go. There yeah, we we're go. just we're just uh, yeah. putting out the information. Just yeah, uh, <laughs> a couple more. Uh, we'll let you go. Want to respect yeah. your time, but you mentioned Phoenix like as a top five destination. Then what goes into making a city like a top five destination or like an uh, attractive like an because uh, we know about you know Miami has the water and yeah. all that. But what what makes it like okay, this is something I want to be a part of. Like, I mean, it well, can be that nightlife, the women or the uh, yeah. whatever, but what, what all goes into that? Yeah. You know, I just think it's a, it's a, if I'm not mistaken, I think Phoenix is now the fifth largest city in the country. It passed Philadelphia a couple years ago. Mm. So it, it, there's something to do all the time. You know, you've got Arizona state close, you've got Tucson and U of a right down the road mm. for sports. You've got, you know, they've got 
the arts in the city. You, you've got the Diamondbacks and mm. they're, uh, the Cardinals. It's, it's, and then, yes, two and a half, three months of summer, it's hellishly hot. Yeah. But nine months of the year, man, it is gorgeous. I mean, just you're waking up, you wake up on Christmas morning and it's 70 yeah, and just perfect. go play golf. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it really is kind of a paradise. And it, it's, even though it's, you know, it's significant in size, it feels like a smaller community somehow. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel the, like a metropolis. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and kind of like in Charlotte, though, where mm -hmm. that they just have a love for the Suns that, it, you know, it just kind of transcends. Uh, I don't know really how to explain it, but it, it's a it's a great place to live. Hmm. So, uh, Kawhi, if you're listening, <laughs> just, right. uh, yeah, we're just <laughs> yeah, we're it's not far. Yeah, we're just we're just putting that out. Not as far from uh, San Diego <laughs> at all, uh, hypothetically speaking. That's right. That's right. Uh, do want to since you have become you know million followers on Twitter, become you know Mister uh, Internet. There's a hot video. Or something. It may be something you, you put on the timeline yourself. Yeah. I do want to know what's something that happened in your playing days that you know would go viral now, but you could never that you're happy was not recorded. Yeah, I, I, I was talking about this to someone the other day. It, not funny though. Uh, I I was all I was a head case. I, I really was, and you know, thinking back, um, and. There was one game we were playing a, a team. This was my junior year in high school, and so at this point in time, I'm I'm the best player in the state, uh, probably. And you know, but there, you know, it's I don't even think we filmed the games back then, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe, but this one game we were playing this kid, we were playing this team. Who the coach of this team ended up becoming my father-in-law, and my. Oh, wow. My ex-wife, she she was a cheerleader on this team for the other team. Okay, but um, they 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 always played me hard. They mm -hmm. they and he was a really good coach. But they had a they had a white kid who who was uh, he was athletic. He he wasn't great. He did go to college and was an NAI All American, so he he he, he could play. Mm -hmm. But uh, he he just got under my skin, uh, <laughs> and he was not it was not beyond him to undercut me. And yeah. we, we first play the game packed house at our built in our building. I went down, I pulled up and he, I, he's boxing me out before I even hit the ground, you know, mm. up, up underneath me, I miss yeah. it. And so we come back down next, very next play. The same thing, same thing. Only this time I pulled him down on top of me. So now we're trailing the play. And only two officials at the time. And we got, we're trotting back up and I, I look around and I, and I caught this, I caught him with an elbow and his whole nose exploded blood oh, everywhere, wow. everywhere. I mean, wow. like you, you thought he'd been shot. It, it was bad. And I'm, their fans are, people are running out on the court. I was going to say, well, you said it was, a, yeah. the game was at your house or their house? At, at our oh, house. Okay. That's, but, you wouldn't uh, have made it off the court if it was at their house. And, and so, the, but nobody, none of the referees saw it. So, uh, and I'm going, I'm doing like this, like. <laughs> hey, I wonder what happened yeah, to him. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, you know, 
I didn't intend to, I don't think I intend to get him in, get him in the face. I think I intended to get him in the chest, but I got him in the face. If that, and he didn't come back in the game, he had to go to the hospital. And I, I remember call having to call the next day, talk to him, talk to my future (laughs) father-in-law, apologize, all this. If that would have been on tape though, Mm. I don't know if they'd have let me play in college really because it it was, it's it, it, and imagine if that happens today. If that's just you, um, you talk about uh, being branded, that and yeah, they'll follow you real. forever. It was, yeah. it was real. I mean, I was just lucky he wasn't really hurt. Right, right. Yeah, well, I, I anyway. feel like that's a good because it's not you know things go viral, but it's not yeah. all fun and games and uh, dogs. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's yeah, that, that that's definitely something. Uh, wow. It was egregious. It was uncalled. I mean, there's a better way, dude. Right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but fortunately, I mean, it was a lesson that I was able to skate by on just because we don't have just video. That's that's a blessing. Yeah, that right? that really does probably change the yeah, it would change of your entire life. Yeah. 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 And the way people think about you. And Definitely. also, that's who I am. You know, it's not <laughs> like I'm different. That, that's me. Right. right. People just would have known it uh, and had it in right. video form. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, last question got yeah. for you for uh, before we let you out of the, the lounge. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how much your first NBA paycheck was for? I do. I do. Interesting. An interesting story. It was for $50,000. Okay. What did you do with it? I, I, I signed a contract. Uh, for I think six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year as a eighth pick in nineteen eighty-eight, and I got my first paycheck. I think it was on October fifteenth, and I remember looking at it, and uh, you know, and I'm in the locker room because they used to put the check or the receipt Uh on your chair in in an envelope. Uh So we all come in, and we've all got these things on our chairs, you know, and mm-hmm. Dell and Muggsy are sitting there. And I looked, and I go, <laughs> I saw it said $50,000. like, what? And I looked down and saw it, it said, like, net 34000 <laughs> and And I went, hey. And I asked them, I said, all right, so I've heard of the tax return thing. When do we get this back? <laughs> and they said, what? I said, yeah, tax returns. I, they took out. All, I mean, it's I took out a good bit, guys. Yeah, $16,000 here. When we get, when's the tax return date? <laughs> and I remember Kelly Tribuca looking at me and saying, Are you a moron? <laughs> <laughs> that, like, listen, uh, Rook, that's not, yeah, yeah. that's not how these things work. Hey, uh, I had no, that's how just dumb. I mean, I had no, <laughs> no clue. <laughs> but yeah, what did you buy uh, I, 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 uh, what did I get? Oh, I bought a car. Of course, I bought a. I bought a. I bought a red convertible, uh, SL five hundred Mercedes. Uh huh. And I had every bit of chrome on it, gold plated. <laughs> oh wow! So it was. was the, it was the grossest, nastiest looking. <laughs> it was, I mean, it. It was. It, oh, it was. I'm embarrassed thinking about driving around in it right now. Oh, so what did uh, <laughs> what did uh, Dale and Muggsy say the first time they saw you uh, pull back up in that one? They just laughed. <laughs> they they would just laugh. 
<laughs> we were all trying to outdo each other with cars, like right. idiots. Right. You, know? <laughs> you live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, yeah. Uh, my man Rex Chapman, thank you so much for for stopping by the the Legends Lounge with us. Thanks, my guy. Have me back again. We'll do it again sometime. Hey, we'll talk to you soon, man. You know you got to open welcome here. All right, bro. Thanks. All right, thanks, Rick. Thanks for stopping by the Legends Lounge, brought to you by the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Give us a follow on Twitter at NBA Legends Lounge, and be sure to subscribe and rate the Legends Lounge with me, True Withers, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.